Good morning. Whoa, it's hot mic, hot mic. Well, you know, just wanted to make sure everyone was paying attention. How is everyone this morning? Awesome. Let's start by praying. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing unto you. Amen. Upon writing these messages that I have the honor of giving you, I generally read and then reread and then reread X amount of times the scriptures for that week. Then I uh, pray a lot and I do some research and throw it all in a, a five to fifteen five to 15 minute speech I give in front of you all, much like today. I write them much like a journal entry right now, but I hope to continue to grow so that I might use these words to serve you guys in any congregation where I might be speaking as opposed to just kind of feeding my own curiosity or like that the two paths would cross and merge together. But at the moment, this is what I've got. And that's me. All of us come to each situation with our own history and our own experiences. My experience has me reading a script, the scripture one way, and others may have it reading a totally different way. Neither are correct nor incorrect. When telling my dad that the title I was going to go with this week was Reading is Fundamental, he went on to say that he knows that he should be reading the Bible a lot more frequently than he is currently, but that it all is so confusing and it makes him feel like dumb. And then my mom said, that's not what should make you feel dumb. How about the upstairs bathroom not being finished? <laughs> that was a joke. They weren't even in the same room, but that is an argument that happens a lot in our house. <laughs> Anywho. It became clear that maybe before delving into the juice of one of my favorite passages in the gospel, I should clarify for anyone coming here this morning who might be like my father or like my mother or like my brother or even like me a lot of the time. You're not alone. While attending youth group in high school, which we later coined as oof group because Claire couldn't get her, word, her mouth around the word youth, we learned a lot about the Bible and sort of how to read it, but in our high school minds where society was telling us that the only way to think was linear, we couldn't grasp the concepts that Brian and Maureen were trying so desperately to instill in us. It wasn't until a little later I understood that the Bible is truth. It's not facts, but it's truth. In fact, did you know that the literal translation that many of our friends and neighbors cling to is a very recent phenomenon? Maureen once said that the Bible is more of a family scrapbook than a history book or a book of rules, and more often than not, we find poetry within the Bible and less uh, documentation about facts. See, those of us who are able to give the services of giving word on Sundays, there's a reason we only focus on two or three tiny, tiny, tiny portions of this huge Bible or bibliotheque 
or a library every week. Because beyond that, even the most educated Bible readers, or at least this very uneducated Bible reader, is, would quickly get lost. So we open our hearts, our eyes, our minds, and our ears to see a new way of looking at something that is 2,000 years old, which is pretty neat. Anyway, okay, enough of my gushing about that. Let's move on to the actual juice of the scripture. So in my current job, I play teacher a lot because um, we work around children and much like a VBS program, but right now it's more of teaching children social skills and stuff like that. So this church service is about to be very, very different. And I know we all love change. We all love differences. Um, so you know what that means coming from me. What does that mean? Audience participation. That's right. Yes. If I had it my way right now, I'd have an air horn and a bunch of confetti and a big light show, but Diana told me we didn't have the budget for that. So we're just going to have to go with this. So who here has read this story in Luke before? Who here has not read the story in Luke before? Yes, that's cool. I love it. I love it. Moving right along. All right. So the Good Samaritan. All right. What pops out for you guys in the story? What is something that strikes you when first reading it? Anyone, throw out an answer. People who shouldn't have, who should have stopped did not stop. That's a great answer. Anyone else? Anyone else want to? Kindness. I love that. Trusting the Samaritan. Yes, I love that. You guys are really great at participation. Keep going. Let's keep going. Let's just keep riffing off of it. Anyone want to add anything more? Love? Oh, yes. That's amazing. What is your guys' favorite part of the story? Mercy? Yeah. Yeah. And we see mercy coming from Samaritan, which is amazing. Anyone else want to say their favorite part? Three, two, all right. My favorite parts are when the lawyer asks how to get eternal life, and Jesus says to love your neighbor as yourself, and you will live. Live. You will live. Does anyone want to riff off of that, living? What's the difference between eternal life and living? Anyone? Anyone? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a difference between breathing and having your vital signs show that you're alive, but there's a diff there's a whole other world when you are living and actually alive. That's amazing. I know technically it's my job to be giving all this information, but like, you know, I'm in a training about mo motivational interviewing and it's kind of motivated me to make a lot of, uh, to ask a lot of questions this morning. So I appreciate your guys' participation. Living, life, yes, to live. Living versus surviving. The thing we always talk about in this story, for those of you who may not be aware, 
is the fact that this Samaritan, who is supposed to be distrustful and just downright awful, this Samaritan was the one to help this man. Talk about a shock. This one parable alone in the whole Bible should be enough to shut down any and all biases and prejudices that we have ever had and will ever have and have currently. But anyway, I feel like I also want to talk about this whole living situation. When a person mentions eternal life and having eternal life, I think of it as just someone being alive for like a long time. If anyone saw Good Omens on Amazon Prime, first of all, it's super hilarious and like a interesting way to look at like the barest forms of like good and evil. Secondly, I think of the angel and demon when I think of eternal life because they're just living. They're not aging and they're just living for like thousands of years. But what Christ talks about is so much more than that which is kind of shocking to me. I mean, what's more than surviving forever and stuff? What's living? Whenever I support a small business or I help an addict get to a place where they are sober and joyful or whenever I attempt to give my time to volunteer or when I do a small, tiny act that might help someone, I kind of feel good. Like I know it's only one small act and Tons of other people are doing a lot more than I am to help any number of causes, but still there's a warmth and like a flutter in my stomach. Right now in my life, there is exactly one man who I'm in the process of forgiving. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard not to act on impulse of continuing to banish him from my life entirely. It's difficult not to remind everyone of how awful this man is and how difficult it is to be around him, but it's more difficult, though, to hold on to those feelings because this man, as flawed as he might be, is no less flawed than I am. So anyway, I'm in the process of forgiving him, and it's really, really hard. I don't really know what that has to do with this servant, but it was something I was thinking about when writing this, and so here it is. It's here forever, and you guys heard it. It's hard, but... Where was I going? Oh, yes. That my friends is, is going to get me closer to living, forgiving this man. Being abundantly kind and overly positive, that's living. Some find it annoying, sure, but like, what's not fun about being annoying? I've been annoying for 26 years and I'm going strong. What's living for you guys? What does that mean to you? Participation again. What does living look like to you guys?
yeah. I think, I think one positive act is enough to live off of, you know? I mean, hopefully we strive for more positive acts. Does anyone want to talk about what gives them life? Would anyone like me to draft them to talk about their, uh, what, what life is, what, what gives them life? Yeah, yeah, what's up? What gives you life? Being in the moment, that's so good. That's so good. It's hard to be in the moment sometimes. We've got a million other things to think about. We've got to think about this appointment that we're about to go to, uh, or what about next week? What's, do we have plans for next week? Should we make plans for next week? What about yesterday? Remember that embarrassing argument we had yesterday, and it was like, I just now thought of the thing that I should have said? Well, what if we, and now we're back in this moment. Being present, that's amazing. Um, upon writing this, I realized just how much more living I need to be doing versus what I can actually name, the given examples I gave earlier. But Jesus called us to live, and how do we live? Well, we love. How do we love? We show others what it's like to live. So, like, Let's love and let's live and show others our love through living and our life through loving. Amen? I love it. Um, this is uh, not written in your bulletins, but if you want to sing along, it's on page 89, and it's the first verse and the last verse. <sighs> it's going to be fun. Don't worry about it. Okay, great. <clears throat> joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee, opening to the sun above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness. Drive the dark of doubt away. Giver of immortal gladness, move us with the light of day. Mortals, join the mighty chorus which the morning stars began. Love divine is reigning o'er us, binding all within its span. Ever singing, march we onward, victors in the midst of strife. Joyful music leads us sunward 
in the triumph song of life. The triumph song of life is love.